Welcome to the Sunday Property Breakfast Special, brought to you by Keller Williams and your host, Adrian Jones. Every Sunday at 10am, there'll be a different property market topic discussed. And please don't forget, on the last Sunday of every month, join us on Facebook Live. You see, the thing about our job is it's not all Phil and Kirsty. Um, and neither are we, although it actually has been mentioned a time or two that um, I really, really like Phil and Kirsty. Love location, location, location. And I don't normally like things that uh, are part of the industry you're in. Uh, don't even get me started on these millionaire agents in London at the moment. It's just the most ghastly thing going. I do like them, but it doesn't deal with the whole of what we do. And if you've ever bought or sold a property with me, I've probably quoted that to you at some stage when you realise that what we do is far more complicated than what they do on TV. Um, they select some properties. That's fun. Oh, I think I found the, the right property for a client. They then go and view them, which is always an enjoyable experience, the comments and what have you. And then there's a bit of negotiation in the pub. Uh, Kirsty usually with a, with a gin, Phil with his half of local bitter, and lo and behold, they end up at agreeing a price halfway between what they offered and what it was on for. What it doesn't show you is all of the problems after that with um, all of the uh, conveyance and the issues there associated. We're not going to talk about that bit today. What we are going to talk about, though, is the bit before that about preparing the property and indeed preparing the client coming to the market. And we have decided to set up a series of home selling workshops. It's based a lot on things we've, we do anyway, mm -hmm. the things we have talked about in some of the other podcasts, so you'll recognise some topics. And we've just decided to pull them all together um, with a series of workshops to help people coming to the market. Not necessarily coming to market tomorrow, but somebody next year, year after, just wanting to get a better idea of what they're doing. So focusing on the preparation. It's a webinar, not a, uh, sorry, not a webinar. It will be a workshop. We're going to do them for real. Uh, but we're probably going to do the first one virtually just because of the time of year and it's a bit grotty and a bit horrible. So we'll probably do the first one virtually just to get a feel for it and then do them for real. Which is so much better because you can sit back, have a glass of wine, that gin, that yeah. half a pint. Yep. And enjoy the chat. We'll be remaining sober, but virtually, um, you know, we'll be inviting people to, to, you know, to bring whatever they're talking about, you know, whatever they're drinking at the time. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we're, that's going to be the format. It's going to be informal, but giving people a lot of information. It was partly your idea. It, we, it was us chatting a couple of weeks ago and you said, why don't we do this? And mm. created the idea. So, Well, yes, um, you and I spoke and we were quite frustrated at the fact that a lot of homeowners feel that all they need to do is call a local agent, come in, see who gives them the best price and valuation and who has the best fee. And we then realised that, hang on a minute, there needs to be preparation done. And I think that's where we're very different to, to Phil and Kirsty. I absolutely love that show. And I think what they are doing is absolutely amazing. I do feel, though, that with what we do... It is so important for, for homeowners to understand that we are there to help you prepare your home before it goes onto the market. And there's various different things we do. Um, and, and you know, you've done this for many, many years, more than I have, in fact, what the most frustrating parts of doing the job is. The interesting thing as well is, I also came, this was something we also talked about, 
was that it's only sometimes at the end of the experience that the homeowner, particularly, because they're the ones who we do most of the work with, they're the ones who pay our fee in you know, 99% of circumstances, they've often said at the end of it, I didn't realise quite how much you do. And it's not about the marketing and about how, you know, turning up on a cold day doing a video outside the house. It's the amount of work ahead of it to make sure we get it right and the amount of work we do during the, during the sales progression period as well. And I'm thinking we're obviously undervaluing and underselling ourselves if at the end of it people say, wow, I didn't realise you did that much. So it's partly to make people realise there is more involved, but it's not bigging us up. It's actually to help you whenever you're ready to sell your house, be better prepared to do that. So should we crack on with a few of the ideas that we're going to talk about within, uh, within the, the workshops yes, themselves? Yes, absolutely. So the first one is uh, that word that will bring joy to some and make other people shudder, which is the declutter word. Um, finally, it's a chance to uh, get rid of the husband's train set um, oh, or whatever Adrian. else it may be. Oh, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> now, decluttering has a lot of different levels to which you can do it we're talking here mostly about a visual declutter so it's the clearing of work surfaces it's the depersonalizing some of the space quite a bit so the, if there's too many family photos not for you living in the house but for somebody to view it just dumbing those down a bit nobody wants to see your perfume collection in the bathroom a couple of them yes they don't want to see the variety of perfumes it's just taking the owner a little bit out of the house so that somebody can see themselves in the house and see themselves living there, not walk around this museum to the people owning it. And that's not criticising the way you live in it. It's about making the very best of it when you bring it to the market. Absolutely. It, it, it is a case of respecting their home. But as you rightfully said, it's so that the seller can, that, sorry, the buyer can come in and view the property with a little bit more of an open canvas. Yeah. And also by removing some bits of furniture, some bits of decoration, people can see the house. That's right. Um, it's great if you've got a house with interesting furniture, some interesting pieces, mm -hmm. a jukebox, a vinyl collection, which you know I would say, oh, look at that. Great to have some interest in it, but not for it to dominate so people don't really That's see, right. see the house as well. Um, ideally, it would not be a shoved in every wardrobe and every cupboard declutter. No. Because then when people are looking at what space there is, they'll think, gosh, this house isn't very big because every door I open is full of stuff. So it would be hopefully boxed, put in a garage, put in a storage unit. And those are the things we can advise on. There is another level to declutter. And we're going to do, you're going to run this, a workshop in the new year about a real declutter. We're talking about really taking a lot of stuff out of your life. And it could even be a declutter of a phone where you get rid of half of the apps on your phone that you use once a year. I did that a couple of weeks ago. It's brilliant. Um, I know that if I've taken that app off, I can put it back on again in about one minute. But why is it cluttering all the screen, um, multiple screens on my page? I've got back to two, which are the ones I use every day, every day, every day. If I suddenly want to get another one back, you're going to run that and that's going to be brilliant. And that's for homeowners, not home sellers, really. Just well, to help them. well, that's true. I think at the end of the day, as you said, comparing it to an app on the phone is very similar. And a lot of people will sit back and say, but Adrian and Candice, I can't just add back those things I've packed away as simply as one click of a button. But here's the thing, with cleaning up your home, decluttering, packing away what you don't need, what you won't be using for, for that season or perhaps that year, it does make you feel so much lighter. It creates more space for you to do so much more in your home. 
That's wonderful. It does so much for, for your mental health. It's unbelievable. One thing uh, we will, Candice was talking about is the four box thing about declutter. And one of the boxes that isn't an ideal box, but is an important box is the maybe. Because oh, without the maybe, maybe box, then you won't declutter. So if you are uncertain, whether it's throw away, repurpose, you know, uh, sell or give away or keep or move to another room, there will be the maybe box. And you do need that. And then the maybe box has to be revisited. But yeah, looking forward to that. Um, that is a part of staging and showcasing, which we're huge about. You have a better, I know we need to do it. You have a better eye for it. Um, and that's something we've done with all of our properties so far. So that's something we'll, we'll add to this as well. What are the key bits about staging and showcasing that you'd want to, to tell people about why it works and why it's important to them? So if you've got a home, and this is, this is the way I always look at it, if you've got a home that has a lot of potential, interior-wise, but it lacks a little bit of softness, warmth, let's say colour, that's where I would come in after you've done the decluttering and help make your home look more inviting perhaps. It might be inviting to you, but not necessarily to the buyer. So it's very, very important to think like a buyer. When you walk into a home, what would you like to see? You want to see that that home is inviting, that it is practical, yes, but that it has got that potential. So what we do is we would bring along scatter cushions perhaps, basically fluffing up your home, a throw here and there, you a used vase to throw of flowers. On a sofa on, a, on Monday at a... Um, That's right. Where there was this perfectly good sofa, but on a, on a filmed, it looks incredibly plain. Mm. And it stands out it too much. The room That's it. So it's, that sofa stood up way too much and you couldn't really focus on yeah. the actual room itself. Yeah. So you've got to be very clever with how you coordinate your colours, how you do things. Yeah. So it's creating a bit of a balance. So warmth, balance, and of course, you need to make sure that there is a certain type of smell in the home that is very subtle, but that people will remember when they walk in. The other thing as well, I mean, we do this as part of our open houses. We, we you know, Music's playing, hard to convey on a photo. Um, but, you know, we, we do things that, that create a, a warmth in the property. We'll put a fire on if it's in the winter, you know, logically. Um, the, the other thing as well, if we need to take it to another level, because the property really does have no uh, real style and panache, we can take it to another level with an actual interior designer. Um, Karen was on a previous podcast talking very much about this. So we have, particularly Candice has good, good skills but when it goes to another level we'll bring in the absolute professional uh, and if you haven't seen that podcast have a look for the one that's about showcasing with with Karen Chapman at Renaissance because that talks about mm -hmm. this and the examples we've used in that so um, we'll also then look at a little bit before we do that repairs and work to be done to the house and these are obvious visual things that any buyer will notice. And if they don't notice it on a first viewing, they'll notice it on a second viewing. And even if they don't notice it, ultimately their surveyor will notice it. So if, and I saw one of these not long ago, uh, a really good house when I went in and looked at it, but the gate, the garden gate was just old and decrepit. And they said, oh, well, you know, we've just never got around to doing it. But it's the very first thing you see and touch as you're walking down the pathway. And the problem with that, it's not a case of, oh, I need £300 for a new gate, I need to find somebody to repair it and varnish it or paint it. It makes people subconsciously think, if that is so visually poor, 
what's going on behind the walls? What's the boiler like? What are the electrics like? And it just starts to make people think, hmm. And it's just really important to avoid those obvious things that might somebody might think are going to cause a problem. When you've lived in a house for quite a long time, you become a bit blind to them. It's very true. You become um, accepting of the strange, the, the door handle that doesn't quite work properly, but somebody using it for the first time, um, somebody trying to close a door that doesn't close properly, all those little things can have quite a big impact. It matters. Yeah. It and really does matter. It, because it just makes people think, if this is what I can see that isn't quite right. And we're not suggesting for any second that you then completely revamp and redo your home. If your home is going to be a complete refurb, there's no point doing any of that work. But we're talking about a good home that the owners think is in really good condition. We're going to say, but you have forgotten this, 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 and this. And if you do those little jobs now with plenty of prep time, not a week before it goes on the market, you can get all those little jobs done. I have a question for you, Adrian. Oh, okay. A question, and and I worry when you ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> would you think it, it would be a, an advisable thing for a homeowner to do would be to contact a surveyor, a surveyor you know perhaps, before the property even goes in the market so that homeowner can understand if there's anything that they need to start sorting out and fixing so that when their home does have interest and a surveyor does come in, that all those small problems or issues that have been flagged, obviously it affects the selling price, but being prepared in advance, do you think that's a good idea? It's a brilliant idea. Um, Years back, I'm, I wasn't doing estate agency, so I can't remember the date of HIPS. We talked about this with Robert um, on the convincing one about, I think we will soon, within my working life, probably get to a point where a buyer, uh, sorry, an owner, has to do what they wanted to do a few years back, which is get a survey done, have a legal pack ready to go so that the the timeframes we deal with and people know what they're buying you know if you're selling a car you have warranties if you're selling so many things and yet suddenly this house can just be shoved on the market by an estate agent with lovely words and pictures but nothing of the nitty there's been no preparation done one yeah. thing that i was talking to robert about after that off off air though he's not a surveyor he's a solicitor and i then have spoken to one of our surveyors I don't think a lot of homeowners will will pay a thousand fifteen hundred pounds before selling the property to get their survey done. What I think, and this is something we are now working on with one of our surveyors, is for the surveyor to go round and not sign off a legal insurance backed survey that as representing the buyer that the buyer could fall back and that on. That costs. Yeah, and a lot of the cost of the survey isn't for the time the guy's gone there. It's the insurance policy that if something else comes up, you can sue the surveyor. We're talking about the idea that the same surveying company go in on behalf of the owner and in a more informal way say, these are the things that if I was view, um, surveying this today for, an, for a buyer, I would be flagging up. There'll be a hundred other things noted about the condition of this and the condition of that but these are the six things that will come up your flat roof your twisted beam in the roof your uh there's some damp in that corner your retaining wall in the garden big highlight issues which the owner is then empowered um and there's two things about that one is they know they've got an issue that they could deal with and pay for but they may not want to but at least they know what needs to be done and get it quoted because 
quite a lot of the research, particularly for Keller Williams research, has shown that buyers overestimate those costs. Mm. So the retaining wall might cost £3,000 to do. A buyer's thinking, oh, eight, £10,000. So get it, either get it done or get it quoted. All of it prepares. That's what we're looking at, one of the things we're looking at really right now. And that includes the legal pack too, being prepared in advance. Yeah, um, again, that goes back to the chat mm-hmm. with Robert. And that's something we can do. I think it ought to be, as an industry, more formalised. Yes. Uh, and I think searches ought to be mutually, uh, you know, can be used by both parties rather than this standoff we have with solicitors. But it's all part of that. How can you make something that's difficult and complicated and stressful more easy? And that's the whole part of these home selling workshops. We won't touch on the legal a lot in these workshops. This is more about the property, but the legals are all part of of that whole uh, whole thing. Um, marketing. Um, I don't think we want to bore people with what we keep talking about all the time about that we do, you know, a higher level of marketing because we put a lot of our money into that rather than into having an office in a high street which people don't view anymore. So. What would you point out particularly about marketing for people individually that we would then look at doing by knowing them and their property better? Well, what comes to mind, if I had to compare it to a movie, it would be Mary Poppins with a big bag who comes in and only takes out what is necessary and what is needed to make that marketing magic happen with Um, a property. (laughs) Only you could start talking about <laughs> Mary Bobbins. Okay, so you've right. Okay, what? you've got this bag of all the things we yes. do in marketing, which yes. is, uh, I think, extensive and, be- and better done. But you don't use everything. Is that what you're saying? Well, hundred percent. It depends. So, for example, if you've got a terrace property, why would we have a drone shot done of your home? It's a terrace property because we are telling everybody that we do drone shots because we're amazing. And I think that it's a, personally, I think it's a waste of time unless you've got a lovely detached property on a massive piece of of land or you are selling an actual farm, then yes, a drone shot comes in handy. Well cottage is common. Because that, again, when you look, when you look at well, well cottage, it is a case of you are on the land right there, the common land, which you can go for for miles with your dog and your children for a walk, then it's worth it. And then, of course, videos of the property. Majority of clients keep asking us, well, will you be doing a a, a video tour of our home? If the home is too small, for example, a small semi-detached or small detached or even terraced home, there is just no point doing it because you will not really see what the property potentially looks like in terms of size on a video. We find quite often some of the comments, even though our photography is brilliant, the amount of times I show a property, and I'm sure you have the same feedback, where somebody says, God, this looks bigger than it really is, on video, because we've done those videos, and it's easy to do them in some of the bigger, big open plan Mm, rooms and, and big bedrooms where they look amazing. But... We've done them on smaller properties, which have been in you know really good condition. Mm-hmm. And you've looked at it and thought, "Gosh, this looks really, really small," because you know you've got a, a video camera that's only a meter away from a wall and only sort of three meters away from the next wall. Perfectly good room because it's a snug. It's a cottage with a snug with two sofas and a, and a log burning stove. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't work on video. So that's a really good point. And that's why point. we create the almost like an online catalog, so to speak. So the important thing here, then, the message about the, the workshop is. We, when we get to know you, and in this instance, your property, we know which tools we're going to use. 100%. It's, it's customised. Customised. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the way. Um, 
Pricing and timing is probably another thing that we uh, will always talk about. Timing is something that people don't think about because, again, we're talking about the analogy of somebody says, I am now ready to sell, phone an agent, two weeks later it's on the market. That's the the amount of timing they've thought about. Pricing-wise, um, pricing a property isn't an exact science. It's a strategy. We're in, the, we're in a, mo- a market at the moment where we are in a very much a buyer's market. 15 months ago we were in a seller's market where – the strategy might be how far can we push this price? We're in a buyer's market at the moment where we are having to suppress those expectations, otherwise people will sit on the market. So it's a strategy. Um, I could be very up to date with exactly what's going on in the market and in that area, but the very first time I see that property, there is still going to be a little bit of a margin of it could be that, it could be that. Um, and getting that wrong can be sometimes be quite difficult, you know, quite awkward for the owner. The more we know about the property go and see it and then we're reviewing it a few months later because you're not going to come on until next year. All of the data we look at, all of the similar properties that may come up for sale in the meantime, we can really analyse those and so can you as the homeowner and say, oh, that one didn't sell for as much as we thought. Maybe our expectation should come down a bit or that one did and maybe it goes up. Mm. And you just have all of that live um, research, more thoughts about the property, some of the works that we've talked about get done some of the decluttering gets done, we go back and say, hey, this is actually now really looking good and it starts to improve price levels. That all comes from preparation, comes from having time in advance to look at it and that's going to be really, really important and in those workshops. preparation helps to take away that massive stress a lot of homeowners have. Yep. It is very stressful to choose the right agent. It's very stressful to get everything ready to then have an open house or a viewing done within two weeks of that home um, being instructed by the agent. Well, you make compromises straight you away. Do. You, you do. You and, do. Uh, and I think it's uh, homeowners generally just want to have their time and, and their space respected. It doesn't matter how desperate they are to sell. Those are the two things they need to be have respected is their time and their space it's very important we talked about timing within the market as well so now that can sometimes be determined by the property market supply and demand issues may suggest that now is the right time to put that property on the market if there's not very many of them available um, of that particular type uh, and vice versa there could be seasonal reasons for for selling but it's important to remember that not everybody should come on the market in in may when the, the leaves are green and there are some properties right now in the, in the early parts of autumn, uh, preferably not, you know, with storms and rain howling, that can look amazing at this time of oh, year. Oh, yes, those um, cosy cottages, Adrian. With the fireplace. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So it isn't always a case of, I'm going to wait for the trees to be green, because your property may not suit that. And if everybody did that, then simple economics of supply and demand mean you've suddenly got hundreds of properties on the market at the same time, um, and, you know, the same number of buyers. So... There's those little issues. And of course, there's the big personal issues. And however well we get to know a client, it's sometimes only partway through the sale process that they reveal something that has triggered the timing. And it might be something that's very personal to them about health or maybe their their own financial position that they don't want to reveal to a stranger, Mm -hmm. um, even if you're working for them. If you've known the homeowner for a while and have worked through all of this in advance, they open up to you. And the more you open up, we remain completely confidential. Buyers don't need to know, but we can then advise them properly because we know why July next year is a critical date. We've got clients at the moment where the schooling 
is critical. And it's not getting, interestingly, it's not getting the child into school in September. It's moving by January for GCSEs, uh, for, for mocks for, for GCSEs. The most important date in their, in their whole calendar. Mm. It's, it's very important. And again, that is all down to respecting what the, what the client needs, right? So, But also knowing what they need. That's in a, it. In a new relationship with them, you're not going to get that Correct. Full, full detail. And what you don't want is a scrambling of, of what you agreed on in the beginning. It's a case of, well, I'm terribly sorry, this person wants to buy right now, so you need to all of a sudden change your timing and your plans. That I think is very unfair, and that's why I agree with you. It's very important to to know your client, and it's very important for the client to be able to plan properly yeah. ahead of time. And of course, we often talk about this. We'll have some workshops next month where somebody has a date in mind, and that could be a retirement date, it could be the birth of a baby date, it could be a job change. There could be an, an upset to that somewhere in the middle of it. Sadly, one of the things that happens is a health issue uh, mm -hmm. that somebody yeah. says, I think I need to move to something that's more appropriate for lifestyle. Sadly, you know, things like heart attacks and falling downstairs happen. And suddenly the idea that we'll get there next year is, Adrian, we need to get there now. But we're already, we've already got some of that prep done and we can be very quick on the market. It's just being able to be, again, know the client, uh, understand what makes them tick. And then the more they know that, the more they trust us to That's tell right. us more. And we can just do the best job because everybody is different. Every property is different. And that's something that I think does get overlooked a bit. You made a very good point to me when I was talking about this. You said this gives the owner, it's still stressful. There'll still be curveballs. There'll still be things that, that upset it, but it gives them more sense of control and, Correct. and bulletproofs the transaction more. Well, absolutely. And I think... When you feel that you are in control of your own, shall I say, next step, that definitely helps a hell of a lot. Yeah. It and gives us, the agents, to do what we do best. Yeah. And I think, as I say, there will always be issues. There will always be a clash on completion dates. There will be a, a down valuation, a bad survey. There will be something that will come up which will still give it a wobble. This is never going to be, with the greatest preparation in the world, this is never going to be a smooth journey. Um, but we're just trying to take out as many of those those humps in the road as possible or choppy seas as possible in that in that journey absolutely a lot of these ideas have come from good data um we will use that data for the whole pricing thing for the timing thing but also we will compare with other colleagues who uh we've talked we talked last week about this in fact this idea has been driven by uh keller williams colleague in mm -hmm. america mm -hmm. Um, who started to do these workshops very successfully. Mm -hmm. So there are a number of agents who are mm -hmm. agents who are thinking of doing these as well. We, get, we can compare as well what works, what doesn't work. And all of that data, all of the successes of the certain things we do, we'll constantly look at. But also we will keep an eye on pricing data, timing data, not national stats, but the really, really local specific things that are going on in your road in your not even in your town or village but your roads of that town and village because fleet massive variation in 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 the locations within fleet even in a village like hartley whitney which everybody thinks oh we know gorgeous hartley whitney there are you know there are huge differences in the good and the bad um within there and indeed every other town and village local. and i think that that data is important to know that what we're doing mm, absolutely is the right thing I think that's probably given people a good flavour for what we're going to do. It comes back to this, where we started, well, your comment was, mm. prepare. This is the most valuable asset that 
99% of people will have. There'll be a few people who are lucky enough to own two or three properties and have other investments. But for the vast majority of people, your home is your most important asset. It Absolutely. is also your emotional home. And the whole idea of this is that by preparing and taking really good advice, you will maximize its value and saleability whenever you need to do that. And we're very happy for somebody who wants to sell next week. I'd be much happier to take a call about somebody who wants to sell in February because we can do all of this and it'll be a much better result for everybody. We have a date agreed. Yes, we do. Um, so the first one, it's going to be a virtual one, partly because of trying to get venues and at this time of year, a bit of pre-Christmas going on. So we're going to hold it and we didn't want to delay it by finding the venue. We could well use Login Lounge. We could use it places in Fleet. We could use them in Cornwall where I have the other business. But the first one's going to be virtual. It's going to be on Tuesday, the 21st of November at 7 o'clock. Don't have to take that right down. You will see it plastered all over Facebook and Instagram. And if you're on our clubhouse, you'll get an invitation to it as well. But we're going to hold one of those. It's going to be informal, chatty. We want people to contribute to it as well. It's a workshop, not a seminar. I really am looking forward to the ones in person. Oh, because absolutely. They'll be, you know, they'll be much more It'll be wonderful to engaging. engage with, with people. Yeah, so everybody I think who comes to the virtual ones um, will probably want them to come to the very first of the in-person ones as well. So thank you again for all of that input. Once again, only you could chuck Mary Poppins in. Oh, um, and, got to and, use and just about get away with right? Um, thanks as always for watching the Sunday Property Breakfast. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast special. I hope it illustrates what we do as a business. 90% of this is what we were already doing. We decided, do you know what, we ought to package it together ahead of people coming on the market with us so they get an even better chance to do what they do. And I hope you understand why we're doing that. I look forward to seeing you um, online at uh, one of the workshops. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Property Breakfast Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Please feel free to share if you know of anyone who could benefit from these exclusive market updates. And if you have a question that you'd like to ask Adrian directly, then you can find him via email at adrian.jones at kwuk.com. That's adrian.jones at kwuk.com. See you next week.